All right, we are continuing talking about um, the uh, the things that Christ could be if he's not Lord. So anybody remember what we uh, talked about last week? All right. Which, what we talked about, two things that, that Christ could be. Okay, so... Uh, right, so so Jesus could be, we talked about how he could be a legend, or he could be made up, or just a nice guy, or likable. So we're using the alliteration, I guess, of L here, likable. He could be a likable, nice guy, um, or maybe he's completely made up. And we, we established that those couldn't possibly be true, so we're going to run through, try to get through uh, three others this this morning. Uh well, if you claim to be God, um, then then who, what type of person are we we looking at? A person who is one of several things. If you claim to be God, because that that's not normal in our world. In fact, um, uh, there is a thing called a God complex. We talked a little bit about that. And one, so, one of the things that. Um, we would be looking at is, I mean, we think of, of people like that. He could be a lunatic. He could just be a crazy guy. Um, and, and so some people try to attribute that to to Jesus. And that, that can't be for a number of reasons, and we're not going to be able to go through every one of those reasons. But um, but we're going to look at a couple of things that, that illustrate that, that Jesus... Uh, wasn't a lunatic. Uh, so the first thing to look at, and, and, and when we when we go through these today, we are going to at least generally reference the scriptures, not in order to prove our point, but we're we're not assuming. And, and I want to be clear, I'm not going to assume for the purpose of our class that the Bible is uh, true in what it says, but that it actually, that the men who wrote it uh, recorded what they heard accurately. So I'm not saying that this proves that Jesus is God, but that if we, uh, when they say that Jesus claimed to be God, we're assuming that that was true, for example. So they recorded things that they saw and heard, and we have that record, and based on that record, uh, we can we can prove whether some things are true or not. Not from that, but using that to to back up uh, or or to refer to history or whatever things that we might refer to. Um, just I want to make that distinction so it doesn't sound like I'm using circular reasoning. So uh, the reactions to Jesus discredit. Um, this theory, when we look at how people responded to Jesus, um, and so the so specifically the following that Jesus attracted. What kind of a following did Jesus attract? Uh, so the first one that we look like look at is um, uh, a large following. What what what? Typically, when you think of a, a person who is a, uh, a, a messianic type of a figurehead, what type of a following do they, do they attract? 
okay, dozens, yeah, maybe dozens, maybe up to a hundred, like the Branch Davidians, right? Okay, no, so, uh, you know, I, I was looking at that, I was like pretty surprised when I, when I saw uh, the one in Jonestown is maybe the most perhaps, and like over 900 people died in that one. As I was doing research, I found out that, um, so uh, Jim Jones is uh, actually a, he was an atheist, he, he claimed to be a priest or whatever, but he was, that, that was not, and I always thought that, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid, right? Uh, I always thought that that was some sort of a religious cult. It was never a religious cult. I mean, there might have been people who bought into it because of their religion. Uh, but um, Jesus, he never claimed to be Jesus or, or anything like that. It was not even a religious cult um, by its intention. It was a communist cult. Um, it was They were trying to break away and they were trying to find a homeland for communism. Uh, so they found a sympathetic place in, in, in South America down there. Uh, so, so no. So, um, but even if even if we had, even if we brought that into it and say, well, that's a pretty large group. It only ever hit nine hundred people. It didn't even break a thousand people. Jesus following, there were thousands of people that would follow him. Uh, again, we're assuming that that's correct. But but certainly, um, after that period of time, uh, it hit that. Um, but Jesus got uh, crowds that attracted eventually local governments. You say, well, the Branch Davidians attracted local government. We're going to talk about exactly why that is um, So, uh, in just a second. Uh, but um, So the, the size of the following kind of suggests that Jesus wasn't a crazy person because crazy people don't tend to get a large following. They tend to to be, um, you know, just a limited a limited number of people are going to be interested. Um, Jesus attracted a different a different category of following. What else could you say about his followers? Okay. So, so right. So, so they were intelligent people. Now, I don't know about every one of them. Might might have been some dumb people in there. Uh, but, but the following that that Jesus has is an intelligent following. At least coming down through the ages, there have been um, lots of intelligent people that have uh, professed to believe in in Christ. That doesn't necessarily prove that he's God, okay? But it does prove that he wasn't crazy. Um, so we're, we're not trying to overstep what we are, but there there are no crazy people in history that that have the following of of incredibly intelligent people, right? So. Um, Intelligence appeals to intelligence. We say it like that. Cults led by crazy people tend to pull in vulnerable people. Right? Um, now, um, now, okay, so 
when we okay when we talk about crazy we have to talk about what what we mean by crazy because there are levels of crazy you're right um there are there are people that like let's say like Aspergers or something. There are people that might have. And we're going to talk about mental illness in just a second. Um, the signs of mental illness and when we talk about mental illness, I'm talking about the type of mental illness where someone would claim to be God, right? The the type of mental illness you would have to to claim to be God on, and not be and not be true would have to be a level that you're not going to uh, you're not dealing in reality right this isn't a person that struggle, struggles with maybe some manic behaviors or or uh, obsessive compulsive disorders or or something like that where you can uh, you you can be functional in a society that's that's not what I'm talking about and, and that we're, we're talking about a different level altogether All right but that that's a good point that's a good point. Um, and so, uh, so Jesus attracted an intelligent following. Um, and and uh, the people at his time show you know, this popularity across various spectrums, from, from lower class people uh, all the way on up to, to people in elite classes. So, um, so, so his following is large, it's intelligent, and it is... Uh, permanent. Um, crazy people might entertain us uh, for a little while. Right? Um, but the general populace loses interest. Um, we're on to something else. Uh, and, and when I say interest, I don't mean like a genuine interest even, but a uh, you know, kind of like a curiosity, like that. That was interesting. That was weird. Uh, you know, from an entertaining perspective. So um, it's just it, it. It has a very short shelf life, um, and there's and and that has to do with um, some of the things that we're going to talk about as um, parts of mental illness. After someone's death. I mean, do you remember their names? Who, who remembers David Koresh's name? Uh, who remembers these these people that that lead these followings? You know, only a few of them will be remembered. I mean, perhaps the only one whose name will be remembered will be someone like uh, like Charles Manson or or you know one of those. Um, but they won't be remembered for doing the good things or whatever. They'll be remembered for the horrific things that they did to to humans. Uh, you know, we won't remember them. The majority of them, you know, David Crush's name will be lost 50 years from now. Uh, probably, I, I can't, I know I can't. Uh, don't even know who the leader of Remember Heaven's Gate was that in the late 90s. Uh, it, was, it was a handful of people that commit suicide or whatever. Uh, waiting for the star or whatever. You know, those types of cults, we don't remember their names. But Jesus has attracted a permanent and growing uh, following. And this is the reaction, as we talk about the reaction to him, not just his following, but we talked about, uh, you know, what happened to Christ, that Jesus attracted the attention of a, of a government negative attention uh, he was the victim of an assassination plot, and 
uh, numerous. And, and crazy people really aren't the victims of assassination plots. You say, well, what about what about that David Koresh guy at Waco? Remember, Here, here's a picture of that. Uh, so right before we get into that, um, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Uh, it's 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 pretty well known that that uh, people were stabbed. Uh, that's not something that would have been done from the outside. That would have been done from inside the compound. That that these were murders and, and fires and things that were started from inside, uh, not from outside. Uh, Crazy people don't attract that kind of attention from multiple authorities. Uh, Jesus attracted the attention of a Jewish and Roman authorities both. Um, and again, so if you're trying to point to David Koresh, even beyond the uh, even beyond the the conspiracy theory, he did get the attention of it. That's that's not. But what was going on is a number of things, and among them, child molestation was happening and statutory rape. Um, he, he attracted attention for the wrong reasons. Um, and we already mentioned that, you know, like, like Charles Manson. The, the, they're remembered for the horrible things that they did. They get attention for the horrible things they do, not for, for the good things and not for the intelligence. Uh, no one is remembering uh, or no one was, was attacking um, David Koresh because this guy was just so influential and so, so amazing. Um, and, and crazy people don't, don't evoke that response um, unless they're doing something criminal. So with that, I want to turn to the topic of mental illness because mental illness is real and it needs to be treated seriously. Um, and, and I know we're, we're using the word lunatic and that's just for the purpose of uh, alliteration. Uh, it is real. Uh, it's not a joke. And it has signs, and a number of these signs. And I'm not an expert. Um, the, the things that I'm going to mention are uh, direct quotations of people who have worked in mental illness and observe on a daily basis these things uh, and, have, and have contrasted that to what is visible from both history and from observations of statements and and things about Christ, and uh, so with that, let's um, let's look at four signs, and there's more uh, that we could go through, I'm sure. But as I say, I'm not an expert. The first is that for first indicator of, uh, or first not indicator, but um, side effect maybe, or nature of it that we're going to look at is that. Mental illness tends to be chaotic. Um, people who suffer are chaotic. The thought patterns of mental illness do not inspire profound ideas. It's very difficult to decipher the thoughts. Now, there are people who suffer from mental illness that are seemingly very productive. Uh, people, various types of, of manic behavior uh, that are... Uh, they just get a, they can get a lot accomplished. Um, there's a one disorder called is actually one called you've heard of bipolar, but there's one there's a one called unipolar uh, up, in fact, um, it, which is a very productive and, and it's like they they don't 
I, I, I know or knew a guy that suffered from this, and he's like, he could go for five or six days with zero sleep whatsoever, and he would just work or whatever. He would remodel his house or whatever, and he would just get so much done. And he was like full of energy. He just, But then he would crash for a week, you know, and he just wiped out. And, uh, uh, and so he did that. He'd just go and go and go and go and go until his body couldn't take it anymore. His body would shut down. So, so he would get... Oh, he had... He had like degrees and things, and uh, he said, "Well, that's that's maybe Jesus was that." Yeah, but we, again, we're talking about one of those those mental illnesses that is a a borderline mental illness in terms of you can still function in society. It's not the type of mental illness where people claim to be God. Or, uh, but even even looking at that, uh, one psychologist says, you know. There's, there's voluminous writers, just voluminous writers. There'll be people that just write and write and write and write and write and write. And, write. and he's like, I, I, I thought, wow, they, they really are, you know, that's kind of impressive. And he said, until I started reading what they wrote, and it would just be pages and pages of, of nothingness. Uh, it made zero sense. You know, your average five or six-year-old can write a story with a better plot. Uh, just it would it made no sense whatsoever, uh, and he had a couple of sample pages of it, um, and it just you uh, try to read it, and it, it it's just like random words put together, because the, you know order doesn't come from chaos. We talked about in the existence of God in the universe, order doesn't come from chaos, and profound thoughts don't come from a a chaotic, mentally ill mind. So Jesus. Uh, doesn't show the signs of of mental illness in in terms of that. The second one is that they tend towards again not always but tend towards paranoia. Um, mental illness tends to be suspicious, and the government's trying to get me, and and various things like that. Well, as a result of that, what would you expect to see of a mentally ill person suffering from that type of a uh, a paranoia. Okay, they they they're reclusive, aren't they? They they they're not they're not in society. They 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 but that doesn't match Jesus. It it, it doesn't it, it doesn't fit. Jesus is this guy, he's in crowds of people where we would never uh, you know what do they? I, I, what's it called? Is it, is that agoraphobia, the the fear of crowds? Uh, you you would never ever see. Look at look at what happens to these types of cults. How do they always end up? They always end up communal. You know, off in some corner, off in something sequestered from society. Why? Because the leaders can't take society. And they're suspicious of society. So, that, so they're suspicious of government. They're suspicious of things. And you say, well, well, Jesus was suspicious. He kept on talking about how they were going to kill him. Uh, yes, but they did kill him. Uh, and, that, and that would be the difference. But, um, you know, Jesus didn't do things. Jesus went to the temple. Jesus went to synagogues. Jesus went out on, uh, in, in public places with large crowds of thousands and mentally... The severely, severely mentally disabled people can't do that. They'll never do that. So, so the second thing there illustrates Jesus couldn't be a mentally ill person. 
they tend, not always, but tend to be violent. Um, so, uh, psychotic episodes, the, the chaos that we talked about, the first sign, tends towards violent reactions. You see, you always see, you know, stories where someone, they listen to these voices, they hear these voices, and they do some violent reaction, and they you know, push somebody onto the subway, or... You know, push somebody in front of a car, or just you know, react and kill somebody, or or do something. Right? Why? Because they have other things going on uh, due to their mental illness, um, and so they end up typically either incarcerated, depending on the severity of their um, mental illness, or institutionalized. If you know, some places don't do that, and, and so you do get people in public, and that's when they commit these crimes. But um, they're violent, and, and Jesus shows no indication of, of that level of violence, that, would, uh, that, that chaotic behavior pattern. And again, not always, but we see suicide. And, and you look at that in cults that, that are led like this. You see a significant number, Heaven's Gate, um, and things like that, uh, and even if we're going to include, you know, uh, Jonestown uh, in there, the 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 mass suicide. You see these things, the suspicion, the the suicidal thoughts. Um, that's how these cults often end. Um, mentally ill people are most dangerous to themselves, typically, and, and Jesus doesn't show those signs. Um, so. I think we can safely eliminate this. I'm sure more things that we could go through if we, if we talked and sat down with a, a medical professional. They could, they could just go through reams of, of information on mentally ill people that was, you know, stack that up against what we read of Christ both in history and in the Bible and say, that's not this guy. That's not this guy. So Jesus is not just a good man. He's not just... Uh, you know, a made-up story, and he's not—he's not, he's not uh, a mentally ill person. So, well, what then could he be? Um, he could be a learned man. He could be a Confucius, right? Just a, a guy who never wanted to claim to be God, or just that got taken, people misinterpreted his statements. You know, uh, maybe he said things that sounded like that, people misinterpreted it, and they don't understand. He was just trying to, uh, trying to make life a better place. And why would that be a, why would that be something we would like to, um, you know, that would be attractive to people, not to us, but but people who don't want to believe in the Christ of the Bible, why is it attractive to to come up with this solution that he was a a uh, some type of a guru, some type of a sage, a you know a learned man, a Confucius, a Buddha, why? 
Okay, so so right. So the first thing is that they've they've forced to admit his existence. They can't get past that one, right? That's just a bridge too far. All right. What else? All right. I, I if he's just a smart guy, I, I feel no personal responsibility. He's just a guy with a theory, and and that's nice, and it works for him. And I feel no personal responsibility. But there's one more thing that's important. All right. They can't get around the fact that he has positively influenced society. So, so I've got to combine all these things and come up with uh, this, um, with a working theory for Jesus that is not God, but it's, it's, it answers these things or at least satisfactorily answers them to soothe my conscience. And we'll see that that's not possible either for a number of reasons. Uh, by the way, while we're talking about Confucius, uh, you know, you go back a couple of uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago when we were talking about the the different the ancient societies. You know, Confucius something that's and I don't know if this is deliberate or just you know we haven't studied Confucius enough, but uh, Confucius. Uh, was not just a wise philosopher. Um, he was a person that, uh, in China, he was dissatisfied with their religion, and uh, he saw he saw religion moving in a direction that that was not healthy, uh, and he wanted to restore an ancient form of their religion, going back, you know, long, long before him, and it was a belief in someone called Shang Ti. And Shang-Ti uh, means the one true God. Uh, he wanted to go back to worshiping the one true God. And that's a very interesting thing. Uh, but, uh, but that's not our point today. Uh, just thought I'd mention that while we were mentioning, you know, Jesus in, 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 in terms of, you know, relating him to Confucius. But uh, there are some contradictions um, and, and we need to point out the contradictions. Right? Like if Jesus was crazy, right, then he couldn't be a learned man, like we talked about. Um, so, who would he be? Uh, well, if he's a learned man, then, uh, then he's, we've got these contradictions. Um, so, uh, pick one. Do you want him to be crazy or do you want him to be wise? Because he can't be both. And, and I know we mentioned that, that wait a second, people with mental illness can be smart. And I, I understand that. Um, but we're talking about the level that you would have to reach to be a guy claiming to be God. You're not going to be someone that's going to to be thought of by uh, large portions of society as a very learned person, a very wise person. So I want to first reinforce Jesus' claims to deity, that it was very clear what he was claiming at the time. Uh, and so for this purpose, what we've talked about is that we're going to reference the Bible not as a divinely inspired thing, but at least as a historical uh, piece of literature, a, a, 
uh, accurate historical document. So we're trusting the men who claimed to have seen these things, that what they wrote down. Um, not saying it's true, just drawing some observations. So, so these are the observations. And we've shown several times where Jesus claimed to be God. Uh, someone might claim that, well, John misunderstood him, because we've only quoted John to this point. But uh, someone will want to read Mark 13, verse 26 and 27, and then if someone wants to read Matthew 14, 32 and 33. Okay, and then Matthew. All right. So, what's important about these is that we, we, we've talked about Jesus' claims. But what's important here is that it was not just understood who he was, but, but that they worshipped him. And in worshipping him, what we see is that Jesus did not refuse to be worshipped. That's important. Because Jesus being a Jew, if he was just a run-of-the-mill guy, they didn't do this. They didn't do, they did not they were very highly sensitive. Jews are very highly sensitive to, to reverence for God and not putting yourself in that, in that place. Um, so much so that they removed the vowels. They were so reverent of God that they removed, not really technically vowels because Hebrew didn't have vowels, but they removed, there's, there's markings in, in, the, in the word Yahweh. We don't even know if it's pronounced Yahweh. We just kind of guess. They, because they removed the markings um, in the Hebrew word so that no one would know how to say the word Yahweh. And so we just guess at it. We only are left with four consonants and uh, with no indication of, of pronunciation. So that's how reverent they were for the name God. So, so people, didn't, people didn't claim to be God. That's, that's why he got the reaction he got is because here he is claiming to be God. It was very clear to everyone exactly what he was claiming. So when he, you know, here's, here, here's this event. And again, we're not going to talk about whether or not he actually calmed the sea or not. I'm not going to say, well, we're not going to reference the miracle. With or without the miracle, here is a Jewish writer saying, we got in the boat and we worshipped him and he led us. No Jewish person would say that unless they were wanting to be killed. Right? And, and, and so Jesus is accepting of this worship. A Jew is accepting of this worship. What are you, crazy? So, so it was evident. Trying to pass Jesus off as some guy who never intended for people to worship him. That's in, that is incorrect. It's not accurate. We don't even need the scriptures to prove this point. All we have to do is refer to a man by the name of Pliny the Younger. Pliny the Younger was a, uh, a historian, a Roman historian. Again, a guy who was not, not Christian, 
didn't like Christians, uh, was confused by them, was, uh, you know, just really had a, a, just really looked down on Christianity like all Romans did, you know, all Roman leaders or historians, or they just, it was still foreign to them uh, in the first century. So, one of the things that Pliny the Younger said as he's writing, he says, they sing hymns to him as to a god. And this is, this is only a, a short while after, after Christ. So, so this is not like given centuries of, of these stories to catch on. This is a short time after, after Jesus. This is, you know, uh, in the, in, you know he lives during the, the lifetime of people who knew Christ. You know, he's, he's a, a, maybe a younger contemporary. Uh, he would probably be like uh, maybe 20 or 30 years younger than the Apostle John, something like that, I think. So, so he's, you know, he's contemporary with some of these people, not that he knew them, but, but he's, he's in that same age bracket. And yet, here he is observing these people and he's saying, they, they worship they sing hymns to him. They sing songs to this person. Jesus was never viewed by his followers as just a nice guy with some nice teachings, ever. He was viewed as God, and they sang songs to him. Do you know any songs to Confucius? I don't. So it is clear that the earliest followers interpreted him as claiming to be deity. So, uh, not just a sage. And the last one, well, if he's not any of those things, then he's what? If you're not insane and saying that you're God, then what are you? Okay, you're some kind of shyster. You're a fraud. You are a liar. Uh, and, and so that's what most people have come down to um, one of these last two are what people have come down to, and again, we have to um, we have to notice the contradiction. Pick which one you want. He can't be a likable guy and a liar. When I say likable, I'm not saying that that you present a good front. There's likable people, but I'm saying he can't be an actually nice person and be a liar. Why do people lie? Why do people lie? Okay? They're interested in their self. It's something to do with yourself, right? You're selfish for something. What, what do you want? Okay. Yep, yep. All right, so there's four things. There's four things that you want. You want popularity, power, money, and sex. Those are the four things that people lie to get. And there might be more, but those are the basic four things that that liars are interested in. Um, so, so people interpret Christ as this. People interpret Christ as, a, you know, they, they would say, well, he was a magician. He did some tricks because it's even evident from uh, even the historians that write about him. By the way write about him doing great deeds. Uh, when they mean great, they, they mean it like in a sense of magic, like he did some amazing things. They just write it off as him being a shyster, him being a, a fraud, him being a liar of sorts. Uh, because that's what those things are. 
you know, a sorcerer or a magician. Like Simon the sorcerer. Uh, someone interested in popularity and, and power and money and all that. And, and typically, by the way, on this list, people are interested in more than one. They might, be, they might see one as a means to get something else. Uh, maybe money. Some people use power to get money. Some people use uh, money to get women. Some people, I mean, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, as we look at the character pattern of a liar, it is obvious the the concept emerges that that Jesus can't be a liar. So we talked about the motives. Well, let's look at the motives. Uh, as we're looking at power, um, if we're looking at power, Jesus doesn't um, Jesus doesn't show the um, tendency towards politics. Doesn't. In fact, one of the first events that happened, he's in the temple and, or in a synagogue, I believe he's actually in a synagogue, and, uh, and you remember what happened? He was in the synagogue, he escaped, but before he escaped, they were, he escaped from them because of why? You remember? They tried to take him by force and make him king. He was resistant to that. Now I know that later on he talked about being a king. That was not exactly what he meant. And we understand that teaching. But when he had the opportunity for them to try to push that on him, he resisted it. And nobody trying to get that would resist it. If that's what he was after, he had a perfect opportunity. So... uh, he wasn't interested in politics. Now remember that the people writing this were trying to propel him to do this too at, at that point in time. His disciples thought that that's what it was all about. So, so they wouldn't have like, decided, oh, that, uh, and make up a false claim. That's what they had been interested in. So, so they would have, if, if this was all written, if it wasn't accurate, they would have, you know, it wouldn't be written the way it's written. We also see that Jesus uh, never monetized his claims. Right? If he's interested in money, we talked about uh, one of the evidences for, um, you know, when we talk about why it's hard to, to have historical evidence of Jesus, that, that peasants don't leave paper trails, that they don't leave inscriptions, they don't leave archaeological evidence is there's no coins with Jesus's face on it there's no you know like like Tiberius or, or things like that he's a peasant well if he's a peasant and he was a magician and a liar then he's a very bad magician and liar right he was not a very good one if he if he wasn't able to monetize that if he wasn't able to get people's you know, like here he's doing a magic trick, and people people see the scarf up his sleeve or whatever. You know, it's like I, I, it's in it's in your sleeve. You know, whatever it was, he was not a good magician if that's what he was. But maybe he wasn't a magician. Maybe he wasn't a liar. Uh, 
if because he he wasn't trying to make money off of it, he wasn't doing a good job of it. Um, what about the womanizer? Was he was he? What, what about all those women? Right. Who, who are the women around Jesus? Well, Mary Magdalene. We'll we'll talk about her in just a second. You know, other than her, the vast majority of the women around Jesus are either related to him or they're mothers of relatives and friends. They're they're older women. They're, they're not. Now Jesus isn't Jesus isn't got like this a bunch of groupies. It, it's portrayed that way, but. Uh, Mary Salome and uh, the mother of James and John and Joanna. These these women. These are older women. These are these are you know his own mother. They're not. Jesus doesn't have a groupie. Well, what about what about uh, you know if you ever read the Da Vinci Code or anything like that? Well, the Da Vinci Code um, is is based on. Uh, a document, an idea uh, found in a document that dates to about 800 uh, A.D. So it took, uh, it, and if you're not familiar with it, the it's it's the idea that Jesus uh, and Mary ran away and had a family and they lived in France. Right? So, uh, but that. That doesn't appear until 800 years later, or 750 years after his death, just about, when, when, that, when, when someone thought that they could uh, try to pass that off as an explanation of Jesus. What was Jesus accused of? What was the most scandalous thing that Jesus was accused of? Okay, being a glutton. <laughs> Ooh, you're a glutton. He was what? A friend of tax collectors and sinners. So the, 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 the worst that they could do in trying to make something stick to, to, to destroy his reputation. So his enemies weren't above I mean, lying. They, they were quite willing to lie about Jesus to try to ruin his reputation. But they, they things like, he's a friend. He hangs out with bad people. They actually never tried to... Um, I mean, they, they did say he's a, you know, he, he drinks. And you know, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. They say, oh look, a, a wine bibber. What? But uh, and a gluttonous man. So th that was the most scandalous thing they actually tried to accuse him of doing. But other than that, they, they never said, "Well, he hangs out with hookers," or uh, so. So he must he must be involved in prostitution, uh, or or what have you. They never thought it would stick. In other words, and and we have things that have survived. What what stories that they told did have survived? All right, we have the one that says. Uh, it's recorded in the Bible and people still use it now that the, the, the disciples, they stole the body. Right? So, so they would lie and those lies survived. But what we see from history is that no one at the time ever attempted to accuse him of womanizing. 
It took 800 years for someone to try to, that one. Because you just, you don't want to go too far. You know when, when someone's got a reputation, it's not going to stick. So, so Jesus wasn't a womanizer. It, it doesn't, his motives, in other words, for lying, it doesn't seem to fit. You know, the stories of Jesus, the history of Jesus, doesn't seem to fit. Which is why people try to call him just a good man, because they recognize that Jesus had this positive influence. And that's what we talked about when we talked about Jesus being learned. They recognize Jesus' positive influence. But liars, liars and cheats don't leave behind positive influence. So, so when we look at the methods, that kind of leads into our last thought. When we look at the methods of, of liars, they are criminal. They're interested in getting what they want. And they will do anything it takes to get there. So they are criminal. In the pursuit of gain of whatever kind, they will cross the line. Because the ends justifies the means. Was Jesus like a David Koresh put to death for criminal behavior? He was executed. Maybe he was executed for, uh, for these... Uh, Criminal behaviors. Well, let's look at that. Uh, because there's one little tidbit that is a major tidbit that we don't realize uh, in, in the Bible. Uh, that is, uh, again, and it's not disputed. There's, there's no evidence of it being disputed. Well... The gospel accounts agree on the official reason of death. There's a sign on the cross. So, so here's a picture of a, a cross. And by the way, a, that doesn't look like the cross. Now this is what's called a tau, uh, which is a Greek letter, T. Uh, this is actual crosses that were used uh, at the time of Christ. They did not, what most of our, your necklaces and whatever, uh, are depictions of what's called a Latin cross, uh, which um, it wasn't, I mean, they, they used it occasionally, but it wasn't really used until later in, in Roman history, maybe a couple hundred years later is when it really came to popularity. So the Tau cross was, um, you know, the, the stipes or whatever they call the, the vertical piece would be permanently in the ground, and you would carry the cross piece uh, to your own execution, which is what we see in the story of Jesus. So, so then when they get there, they would uh, either nail you on on the ground and put that up there, or they would put you up there uh, and they would tie you to the cross while they nailed you to it. Then on top of that was nailed the basically the death sentence, the, the verdict. Uh, so if you had murdered somebody, they would say murder up there and uh, whatever. So, so that was an important thing because that was the official pronouncement of death. That was, you know, that was like the judge reading the verdict. Um, it was, you know, it, so, so if there was any questions about something later on, that was a... a that was a reference point. That was something that would be pointed to and say, well, this is, 
this is what it was. And this is why I believe that, that they really protested. What, what did they protest? Well, what did the sign say on, in Christ? It said that he is the king of the Jews. And it said it in multiple languages so that everyone would know exactly. Well, they protested. What did they protest? Because this is important. They protested. They wanted it to say, well, he said he's the king of the Jews. Well, you can't execute somebody for saying something that's not a crime. No. Um, so his crime wasn't a crime, actually. He was executed for being the king of the Jews. All right. So, so we're going to do that. And he said, what I've written, I've written. I'm not changing it. But this is important. Why? Because when people try to insinuate that Jesus might have been a criminal, even the people at the time, much like we talk about you know, people at the time not feeling that they could have accused him of, of womanizing, uh, that wasn't going to stick. No one, there was no rumors going around saying Jesus was killed because of sedition. Uh, Jesus was killed for uh, a criminal plot to take over and become king. Or Jesus was executed for some nefarious thing that he was doing because he was just a liar and a cheat. No one said that. They didn't try to make that stick. Why wouldn't they try to make that stick? All right, there was a document. It was provable. There were so many pieces of... Uh, you know, there were so many witnesses to to uh, to the the fact that the cross had the statement of death and the purpose for death. The purpose of death had nothing to do with criminal behavior, uh, at least what we would call criminal behavior uh, of, that a liar would show. You know, stealing things or or you know di- you know swindling people or what ha- what have you. That wasn't ever going to stick. If it was true, if it was true, it would have been easy in the days after Jesus' death for the the people who uh, for, for the people who were opposed to Christianity to go. Listen, you're following some guy that was killed for you know for criminal behavior. And and Pilate would have been able. Pilate still, you know, in power. Pilate could have just said, um, "Yeah," and he would have been more than happy to to confirm, based on the evidence of the the sign on the cross, based on the official documents, to say, "Yeah, no, we executed him for this," and that would have been the end of Christianity. It would have been the end. They would have disproved him, but it didn't. And so Jesus is not a liar. Jesus is not a learned man, uh, or simply a learned man. He's not a Confucius. Jesus is not um, a crazy person. Jesus is not a legend. Jesus is exactly who he said he was. We have eliminated all other options. And as difficult as it might seem... Jesus is Lord.